everybody, Wannabe Reviewer here, and welcome back to the Wannabe Podcast, episode 68. Uh, really quickly, before we begin this week's podcast, I just want to take a quick moment to congratulate the winner of the Cuphead Code giveaway. Basically, a couple of days ago, I finally put all the entries into a hat, pulled, you know, the winner out, and the winner of the Cuphead Code giveaway for the Nintendo Switch was Teeny Leaf. And yeah, Teen Leaf, I'm really I'm really happy that Teen Leaf won. Teen Leaf has been a loyal subscriber for like a year or two now. You know, they're always watching my videos, always commenting and giving input, really good stuff. Really awesome YouTube friend. So I think it's nice that, you know, Teeny Leaf won. And overall, it was just a very interesting little little contest, you know, drawing all the names and stuff. It was it was fun actually. So congratulations to Teeny Leaf. Hopefully you enjoy the game. I know you want. You said you want to play it with your brother. So hopefully you guys have a fun summer playing that. And for everyone who didn't win, all the same. Thank you for entering the contest and supporting me. I really appreciate it. And so yeah, there you go, guys. That was my first giveaway I do on the channel. I hope to do more in the future. And for anyone who might have missed this one, keep an eye out. In the future, I'll probably do more. Uh, maybe it'll be the same thing where you have to subscribe to me. Maybe I'll do like a scavenger hunt thing that has to do with my channel. We'll see. But so far, you know, I think this first contest giveaway thing went pretty well so thanks everybody uh shifting over to my week uh i had said last week and maybe even the week before that i really wanted to catch up on some anime one was one that i had honestly forgotten about and the other one that i wanted to watch was one that i just like was late to get into it, you know? Like, it started this anime season and I just missed it for whatever reason. So, uh, starting with the first one, which is one that I talked about a while ago, and then kind of forgot about because it went on a hiatus, I am, of course, talking about Babylon. Now, Babylon, you know, I talked about it even before it aired. Uh, back when it was just a news story, I thought it sounded interesting. Basically, Babylon is this anime based on some novels, and it's just this weird, like, political... I don't, I don't know if you would call it sci-fi. What a kind of sci-fi? Not really sci-fi, even though it does have a kind of some fantasy elements to it. But yeah, it's more of like a mystery, political, like, psychological thriller sort of thing. And, you know, I finally caught up with the show because, like I said, it went on a hiatus sometime between, like, December and January. Like, the show just ended, you know, at the end of January after being gone for a while. And I'm pretty mixed about the show. I'm going to be honest. Uh, when it comes to things I like about it, uh, well, I guess for anyone who needs, like, a quick recap, basically Babylon, the whole point, we're following this public prosecutor and he's investigating the fact that people keep seem to you know people seem to wind up dead and he's trying to investigate what the conspiracy is it seems to be tied to like this whole thing with some like, university and some politicians blah 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 and meanwhile in japan i don't know if you would call it, like a district or whatever but there's some sort of like yeah let's call it, like a district that it's this district that's supposed to be created in order to experiment with like new laws and stuff and the guy who becomes like the leader of this district i don't know if you'd call him like the mayor or whatever uh basically he like enacts this law where suicide becomes legal and so a lot of people just start killing themselves and it's like a mess and there's chaos and meanwhile there's like this lady that the main character runs into and she seems to be able to like hypnotize people with her voice and they're under her control and a lot of them end up dead it's just this weird conspiracy about yeah like this weird political climate where there's like this new district they're trying to come up with like new laws where people can kill themselves and people are winding up dead and see it's just really weird so when it comes to what i like about the show 
I do like that it's very mature, and I do like that it's very different. I mean, it's not very often that you get, like, a political mystery thriller thing, so I did think that was interesting. Uh, I did like the mystery around it, you know, it was kind of creepy with, like, why do they want to push these laws for people to kill themselves, you know? What's up with all these people winding up dead? Like, it was, it was creepy. It was interesting to follow along with. Uh, I also like that... And the main character, she is interesting to an extent. I like that she is like this force of nature that the main character isn't really like doesn't really know how to deal with her because it seems that she can just do as she pleases to cause chaos. I did think that was kind of cool, you know. Also, but what I didn't like though is that I feel like it tried a little too hard to be like deep and like philosophical. You know, uh, it's the same problem I had with this anime called Ergo Proxy, if anyone's ever watched it. I know a lot of people really like it. I just didn't like it. I thought it was trying way too hard to be like philosophical and deep and you know, stuff like that. And I feel like that's the problem with Babylon. Where first of all, the main villain, while I do like that she's like this force of nature and no one can really control her, it's kind of dumb because at the end of the day when it's like, what's her motivation? There really isn't any. She's kind of just evil just, just for the sake of it. Because she's supposed to be like, you know, a reference to the whore of Babylon. Which is like this thing from Revelations in the Bible. About this entity that causes chaos and is pure evil and is like there to corrupt people. Like that's basically her deal. She's basically the whore of Babylon. And this is why it's called Babylon. So I thought that was kind of dumb. That like, oh, this main, this, 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 this main villain is just... An entity, I guess. No, no real reason for her to be evil. Even though she seems to be a normal human. She's not even like a spirit or anything. She's a normal human, but she just takes on this role of this entity that's evil for no reason. Like, okay. And then, yeah, I feel like it just tries too hard to be philosophical. You know, while the whole thing about suicide and whether someone should be able to kill themselves if they want to and if they don't want to keep living. Well, it is an interesting conversation and there is like a thing to it. I feel like they try to make it like so much about like, is it right? Is it wrong? You know, is it evil? Is it not evil? Are humans losing the ability to like distinguish between right and wrong? And you know, when it was just focused within Japan, I thought it was fine. It made it creepy seeing how this law was becoming widespread within the country. But then when it's, when it, you know, later in the show, you know, oh, the law goes viral, basically, and other countries are adopting it. And, you know, the secondary main character becomes basically, like, the president of the United States. And he's this guy that, like, you know, he talks to other world leaders, and he has, like, these philosophical ramblings, and he waxes poetic about if it's right or not, and if they should uphold the law, and, like, it just feels like it's trying too hard, you know? It just doesn't feel natural. It feels like it's someone who took, like, a philosophy class, and they try to, like, make a story out of it, you know? I just thought it was trying hard i didn't really like it i thought i thought it was like a little too i don't know i feel like it was too, trying too hard to be deep you know and like i said just the fact that it spread to other countries and stuff i feel like it lost kind of a bit of its like appeal when it was just like focused in one area it made it very mysterious but once the law is being like adopted by everybody i don't know i feel like it actually made the stakes lower somehow if that makes sense like i just thought it was weird so yeah like i said pretty mixed opinions while there is things that i do like about babylon at the same time, there is a lot of things I don't like about it. I do think it is trying a little too hard. But uh, I don't know. It's the kind of thing where, you know, your mileage may vary. Maybe you're looking for something that, you know, is deep and philosophical. Maybe you're looking for something that is different from the regular anime and is trying to, you know, do something different, I guess, and be, like, more mature. So, I don't know. I would give it maybe, like, a probably like a, like a six honestly like i would say it's pretty middle of the road for me but if you're interested in checking it out you know once again it's called babylon it's 12 episodes they are all out now and yeah i mean if it sounds interesting to you i mean go for it maybe you'll enjoy it more than i did but there you go 
Alrighty, transferring over to the other anime, which is one that I said, you know, started at the beginning of the season, but I was late to jump into it. I don't remember if I watched the first two or three episodes. I don't really have it in front of me, but basically it is this really interesting anime that kind of feels like a mix between like, I don't know, like the Matrix, I guess, and like Inception. Like it's kind of, it's kind of weird to describe. Uh, I would read the synopsis, but it's kind of long, but all you really need to know is that in this world... Uh, this, this anime is definitely a sci-fi mystery police psychological story. And basically it takes place like in this world where they've created this program that lets you dive into the mind of criminals. Specifically, they're using it to like try to catch like serial killers. And so it's like this really interesting, um, the, the reason it's, uh, well, I'll say that in a moment. Uh, it's this really interesting thing that you use it to dive into the mind of serial killers. But the one, the one like rule is that you yourself have to be a murderer in order to like use the system. Which that's kind of like a weird like why, but you know, just go with it. And the anime is called Id Invaded, as an in ID, you know, capitalized, colon invaded. And yeah, if you know anything about psychology, the id is part of like people's personality. It's part of like their desires or whatever. You know, like there's the id, ego, and super ego. And I guess that's why it's called id invaded. Because basically like you enter the mind of a criminal, but everything's very symbolic and very like weird. You know, like nothing's straightforward. Basically, it's like you're in this weird landscape that is their mind. And so it's like a bunch of like weird pieces you have to put together. You have to like go through. And yeah, it's really interesting because the main character, uh, as I said, it says right here, you know, you have to be a killer yourself. And so our main character, uh, his name is that I will look up real quick just so I can say it. Uh, his name is Sakaido. And so he's in, he's helping the police. He's jumping into these, you know, the system and he's, they're called, they call, they're called id wells. And he's trying to piece together, you know, clues about trying to catch these criminals or whatever. And what makes him interesting is that, yeah, uh, two years prior to the beginning of the story, his daughter was actually murdered by a serial killer and he took it upon himself to like get revenge. And so he's in prison right now. And so that's what makes it interesting that he's like this very, flawed very haunted character where you know he still is like traumatized by his daughter's death he's still dealing with the fact that he like killed somebody and you know it's just really weird like seeing his dynamic or whatever and he's helping the police and he is like trying to like help them catch serial killers but he himself is like unstable you know like he very much looks down on any sort of criminal and so it's one of those things where like the police are using him but they are very aware that they're basically using like a rabid dog, basically, you know? And so, so far it's been really interesting. I just, I really honestly wish I had watched more so I can talk more about it. But so far it's really interesting. I like the trippy aspect of it. Like I said, kind of feels like a weird mix of like the Matrix or Inception. Because it's about diving into people's like psychological planes or whatever, like being in their mind. But I like the, the concept. I think it's interesting. I like the main character. I like that he's like this troubled, flawed person, you know, with like a really like interesting backstory. And I like like his place in the story. I like that he's like basically like this kind of renegade, you know, he took law the law into his own hands. And even now, even though he's working with the police and he's trying to play nice, like he has a short fuse, you know, like, I like all that. And it is interesting seeing like the police dynamic and everything. So I'm going to try to keep watching it. You know, it's definitely very interesting. I'm going to try to watch at least a couple more episodes. That way I can talk about it next week. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I think it's an interesting premise. I think it's really, like, well done. And yeah, if you like, like, sci-fi, mystery, like, police stories, then I think you'll like this. You know, I think you'll enjoy it. Because so far, like I said, it's pretty good. 
I don't know if I would call it like the best of the season, but it definitely ranks pretty high up there. You know, I think it's pretty good. Uh, right now on my anime list, it has a 7.6, which I think is honestly a little bit, a little bit low, honestly. I would maybe rate it a little bit higher, but I don't know. It is what it is. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. Maybe along the way, I don't know if maybe it gets worse. Maybe that's why people rated it kind of low. But as of right now, like two or three episodes in, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to see more. And yeah, I'll keep you guys updated because it definitely seems very interesting. And once again, it is called Id Invaded. So there you go. All right, guys, moving on with uh, the rest of my week. Uh, I had promised I was going to do a review on it. However, I didn't. You know, I just don't think I'm going to do a review anytime soon. But I did, as I said last week, manage to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. And honestly, I liked it. I think the movie, surprisingly, is way better than it has any right to be, you know? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't want to go too in-depth on it. You know, that's why I usually like to do reviews. But I like the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought that it did a good job, even though it is very like predictable and it is very safe. And it definitely feels like it's one of those scripts that was just lying around. And then last minute, someone decided to like insert Sonic as like the creature that ends up on Earth. It surprisingly worked well, though. That's like the thing. Like it actually worked and meshed well with the character. Because I feel like a big problem with like a lot of like video game or like cartoons or whatever when they try to like bring the creatures over to like the real world most of the time it doesn't work or it feels very forced or it feels like who cares you know but here it surprisingly did work well because i don't know i mean i don't know if anybody even like really know the synopsis but basically uh movie starts off with like a little young sonic he's supposed to be like a little like baby basically he's running around he's super quick and he he's discovering his powers and he's really happy he has like this mother figure that's taking care of him and she says that he needs to watch out because people who aren't his powers are gonna come after him and sure enough you know we see some like antagonists show up so she gives him like a little sack of rings tells him you know here's a map uh go to earth first and if it's safe there you know stay there and if it's not then keep moving on and so basically you know 10 years later sonic he's supposed to be like you know like like a teenager or whatever and sonic's been living on earth and he's been using his powers to basically like stay out of the way you know like he does spy on people and he's like learned about pop culture and that sort of thing and he really loves the people in the town that he lives in like he knows where everybody is but he obviously uses his super speed to like not get like seen or whatever and so, interestingly enough, you know, the whole thing about Sonic on Earth does work. You know, it actually works. There's, like, a reason for him being on Earth. There's a reason for him, you know, like, being here and, like, being kind of awkward and being alone and meeting people for the first time. It actually works surprisingly well. And, yeah, you know, even though, like, the story isn't great, I thought it was enjoyable enough, you know? I thought that the guy who voiced Sonic did a good job. I think the new redesign of Sonic definitely looks really good in the movie. I think that the guy who played, uh, you know, the guy who who's like next to Sonic, you know, uh, John Marston, I think is his name. Uh, you know, he definitely plays an interesting character. I mean, he's not the best character. He's not like super deep or anything, but I thought he did a good job as the person talking to the CGI creature or whatever. I thought he was, he was fun. He was cool. And Jim Carrey as Robotnik. 
Sometimes I do feel like he was a little over the top. I do feel like he was a little bit, you know, like, okay, tone it down a little bit. But mostly I did appreciate it. I did think it was funny. I did I did enjoy what he brought to the character, you know, making it super cartoony and over the top and stuff. I did mostly enjoy it, you know. He had like some really weird one-liners that, not gonna lie, they did make me laugh and stuff, you know. Uh, so yeah, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, I thought the characters were good. I thought the story fit well enough, surprisingly. And yeah, it actually, I, I thought it was cool. It actually had a lot of like references and nods to the to the game, actually. You wouldn't think it would, but it actually had, you know, like some musical uh, references. Uh, it had like some imagery that has to do with the games. Uh, definitely, there's like this stinger, post cred stinger that sets up a sequel that like, it's really interesting seeing where they dive into, you know, next in the series. And like the mother figure that I mentioned earlier, I won't really talk about it, you know, so it'll be a surprise for people. But the mother figure is someone that I believe comes out in the Sonic comics. So like, that's really cool. I think they, 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 they bring something in from like the Sonic comics. I thought that was really cool. So overall, you know, was it the best movie? No. Because, you know, it was a bit predictable. It was a bit safe. It could be a bit cringy here and there. You can definitely tell it's supposed to be, like, aimed at kids, definitely. But overall, I still thought it was enjoyable. I still thought it was fun enough. And I would say, you know, if you're a Sonic fan, I, I think you'll enjoy it. You know, I think you'll... I think there's enough there to enjoy, you know? And like I said, I'm really interested in the sequel. They definitely set up a sequel. I definitely want to see what they do next. And what else would I really say? Um... It's the only other thing I would really say is that, uh, you know, people have said, you know, is the video game curse broken? Uh, you know, because Detective Pikachu did pretty all right. Uh, this movie seems like it's doing all right. And I wouldn't really say that the, the video game curse is broken because I could easily see people doing some movies that are really crappy and bringing like, the whole genre down again. But at least it is nice to see that at least there are a few movies now that are based on video games that aren't, you know, like, totally trash you know so yeah there's some movies that at least kind of try and tie it into like the games and that they're like not terrible like i do think that's kind of cool you know and so yeah like i said i'm just definitely interested to see where the series goes and fingers crossed that they do eventually do a super smash bros like cinematic universe i doubt it but if they ever did it that would be awesome so fingers crossed Alrighty guys, with that being said, that basically does it for my week. I mean, I did place some things here and there that I could talk about, but there's not really anything to go too in depth in, you know. Uh, played Bloodstain on the Xbox One and finally beat it. That was a lot of fun. Uh, play a little bit of more Pokemon. Not too much, but just a little bit more here and there to, you know, transfer some more Pokemon to Pokemon Home. And, you know, just stuff like that. Just, just playing some games here and there. Because, you know, I'm trying to, like, tie up some loose ends because I'm excited for Animal Crossing. You know, Animal Crossing's coming soon. Soon, so I'm super excited for it and I know I'm gonna like dedicate a lot of time to it so you're not know, so I'm kind of trying to like finish some games off real quick and uh interestingly enough speaking of Animal Crossing I guess we can use that to dive into the news because as the first article states you know as the title of the first article states Animal Crossing New Horizons details island life home ownership neighbors land development exploration crafting and more now, I don't know if you guys knew, but, you know, Direct for Animal Crossing got announced, I want to say, like, on Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. And sure enough, there was a Direct on Thursday that was 25 minutes dedicated entirely to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's, like, 
quite a bit of content. It's the thing that if you're interested, I think you should look it up yourself. But it was definitely pretty interesting, you know. Uh, even though I don't know why people are so hell-bent on a direct. Honestly, I feel like if you've played an Animal Crossing game... You should kind of know what to expect, you know? And they showed us a lot of the stuff already that was new. So I don't know why people were like so anxious. I don't know what they were like expecting that would be like a big story. I don't know. But uh, basically, you know, just to, I guess, mention some stuff that they talked about that I thought was really cool. Uh, one thing they talked about that I thought was cool was the houses. Like, I always suspected that you would be able to eventually make a house. I feel like I either I saw it, like, in one of, like, the images somewhere, or I guess I just thought it seemed pretty obvious. But yes, after you have your tent, and you upgrade and pay off your vacation or whatever, you can eventually build a house. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know? And the house, you know, more than ever, the amount of customization you can do to it's really awesome. So, like, that was really cool. Um, Something else that I thought was pretty cool, there's these things called island tours, where basically... Basically, uh, they'll just send you to like a random little island filled with random bugs, flowers, fruits, that sort of thing. And basically, you just pay for the trip. Well, I don't know if you pay, but the point is you, you grab a helicopter, you get thrown on an island, and yeah, you just explore it. And you can bring whatever you want back with you. So I think that's pretty cool because that's probably like a really interesting way to discover new like fruits and flowers that you might not like already have on your island. So I think that's like a pretty cool way to just get like new like, stuff, you know, so that was really fun uh they talked about amiibos i thought that was interesting because amiibos feel pretty much dead at this point but basically you can use amiibo and amiibo cards and you can use those to summon basically different villagers to like the camping site and then if they're like in the tent you can then try to recruit them to join your island so i thought that was really cool uh what else did they talk about that was pretty cool um yeah because other stuff they talked about like the eight player thing that i already mentioned uh oh something that was interesting uh nook basically he's gonna have like a little uh little hub where he says like the news every morning and it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the what do you call it like the town center you know in, in new leaf like where isabel works you know like the little town center kind of reminds me of that and interestingly enough they showed that once you build up your island enough and i guess you have like people and all sorts of stuff going you can start adding shops and you can start actually building up that little hub place so instead of being like a little tent you actually make it like into a big you know like town center and sure enough isabel will actually like move in to help run it so i thought like that was really fun and what else i mean there's just a lot of customization they showed um I guess the one last thing that I would say, you know, before moving on that I thought was really cool is that they showed that, you know, pretty far into the game, I guess once you have like everything built up, you'll actually get a permit that basically lets you shape like the landscape however you want which I thought was really cool because that's something you've never been able to do in any of the Animal Crossings. Like basically, let's say there's like a cliff in your way. That cliff is there to stay. So you have to find a way around it, right? Here, you can actually like dig through the cliff. You can add like a ladder so you can climb over the cliff. You can uh, you can dig into the cliff face and you can add some stairs. That way you go like up and down. Um, same with like rivers. Before if a river was in your way, that's too bad. But they actually showed that the villager, they actually kick some dirt and basically add like landmass. And so you basically connect like one side of like the shore to the other. And you don't have to worry about like the river being there. So I'd say that would, that's something I saw that I thought was pretty exciting. I've always thought it'd be really cool if you could actually like terraform like your island slash, you know, town however you want. And the fact that you're going to have control to basically build it however you want. I mean, you can pave roads, you can get rid of rivers, build rivers, get rid of like cliffs, that sort of thing. I think that's really fun. 
you know. So like I said, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I think it's the kind of thing where if you're excited for it, you should watch the video yourself. But what I will say is that it definitely looks like it's shaping up to be an awesome game. It looks like it has more options than like ever. And I'm excited. You know, I'm definitely going to buy the game day one. Probably going to try to stream it like legit. As soon as I get it, I'm really going to try. And yeah, I mean, if you're excited for Animal Crossing and you haven't yet looked at the uh, video, you know, like the direct, I would say check it out. I think it's awesome. And yeah, you know, if you're excited for the game, Keep your eyes out for it and look forward to it, you know? Fingers crossed that it doesn't get uh, delayed again. I mean, I, I doubt it with like a month to go, but still, hopefully it comes out on time. Hopefully it's an awesome game. And for whoever plays it, you know, hopefully we have fun with it. So there you go. Alrighty, moving on to my second news story. I would say it's a short one. It's not really much of a news story either. I don't know why some people acted so surprised. But as the title of the article states, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC characters likely to end with Fighter Pass Volume 2. So honestly, I don't know why some people are acting like this is a big news story. I kind of always thought it was kind of a given that after the second Fighters Pass, that was it. Like, I never expected the game to just keep going on forever and ever and ever. I mean, at this point, what, the game came out in what, like 2018, was it? Was it 2018 it came out? So if the game came out in 2018, we're in 2020, and the game's supposed to release, like, DLC until 2021, that's like three years of, like, them supporting it and adding characters and stuff. That's, like, a big deal. Like, I, I thought it was coming to an end. You know, I'm, I'm in no way surprised. But yeah, for a reason, people seem kind of surprised. And another thing, you know, if you read the news story, uh, basically, all of this comes from Masahiro Sakurai. Uh, he writes for this... Uh, I don't know what you would call it, magazine, you know, whatever it has to do with video games. It's called Famitsu. And he basically wrote a column where he said that, yeah, uh, these last six characters, they're going to be the last ones. There's no plans to make any more beyond that. And besides that, he also said that they're not really working on a new Smash yet. And he doesn't know if there's going to be a new Smash. And it doesn't seem like either him or Nintendo are really planning for the future yet. Like I said, for whatever reason, I don't know why people sound surprised. I feel like this is pretty much a given. I mean, if they even make a new Smash, I feel like that would be years and years from now. And I'm not surprised that Master Hero Sakurai is tired. You know, at this point, I do think they might, like, give the reins to somebody else, you know? But at least it's confirmed, I guess. Like, I don't, I guess, I don't know why people seem so surprised. Maybe just the fact that it's, like, confirmed and, like, the official word is out there. But there you go, you know? Fighters Pass Volume 2, that's probably going to be the end of it. So six more characters to Smash, and that's it. And will there be another Smash Bros. in the future? Who knows? I mean, it says that he's not really working on it. Honestly, he seems tired. I'm pretty sure he wants to move on to new things. So I don't know. I mean, for now, I would say just be grateful for what we have. Smash Ultimate has been an awesome game. And if we never get another Smash Bros. again... I think that's fine, honestly. It's just, you know, at least we got this and it was really good. So I'd rather for the series to bow out, you know, at its peak, you know? So yeah, I hope Master Hero Sakurai gets some, gets some rest. And I hope the last six characters are good. And there you go. You know, that's basically all I have to say about that. So let's move on. Alrighty, moving on. This next one is an interesting one, though it's not much of a new story. It's just kind of like, oh, it's an interesting tidbit. But as the title of the article states, Mulan gets PG-13 rating in a Disney live action first. So like I said, not really much to say. That's basically it. But yeah, it is interesting that compared to all the other remakes so far, which have played it very safe, it is interesting to hear how different Mulan seems to be. Like not only are they taking a lot of like the musical aspect out of it, I mean, whether I, I don't agree with that, I think it's kind of dumb, but 
I guess, you know, they are making it different. So they're taking the musical out of it. They seem to be trying to go for a very mature, like, historical war film, like, which... You know, love it or hate it. Like, I guess at least they're trying something new. And yeah, apparently it's going to be PG-13, which that means that they're really trying to go for something more mature and dark, you know? Uh, and yeah, it's funny because not a lot of Disney movies are PG-13. Like, if you read the article, it says that usually it's stuff that's more like like second party stuff. Like, you know, the parts of the Caribbean films, those have always been like PG-13. So I don't know. I think it is really interesting. Uh... Honestly, like, I don't really know what to think about the film because I like the original Mulan. I thought the music was awesome. I thought that characters like Mushu, played by Eddie Murphy, I feel like they really make the movie what it is. But I don't know. I mean, I guess they're trying out something new and it's supposed to be like this more mature, like, war film. So I don't know. Hopefully it's good, I guess. I guess we'll see how it goes. But until then, you know, like I said, just an interesting tidbit. It's going to be PG 13. So I don't know. Seems like it's going to be a very different film. So. There you go. Alrighty, moving on to my second uh, movie news story. And speaking of very different, uh, yeah, as the title of the article states, Independence Day 3, Roland Emmerich has idea for another sequel. Oh boy, like the reason I say, like talking about different, oh man, if you look at like Independence 1, Independence 2, they're just so different, you know, Independence Day 1 is just so well put together and like the two main characters are like charismatic and memorable. The story felt like it had stakes and like the president of the United States in the first one, like he feels like one hell of a president that you want to follow into battle. And I don't know, like, the, like Independence, one, Independence Day 1 is a classic. Independence Day 2 just bombed so hard. And it's just like so ridiculous how they took out Will Smith, how they moved it into like this more younger generation thing, how like all the effects were terrible, the characters were boring, just everything about it was just so bad. And the way the second one ended was so like weird and cheesy too, where like even though, like, Earth got destroyed basically, and everybody should be really bummed about trying to like rebuild civilization. All the characters basically stand around all happy, like, yeah, we're going to take the fight to them and intergalactic, you know, adventures, I guess. And so, I don't know, man, hearing that this guy wants to make a third one, it, if you read the article, it does say that he it does seem like he was embarrassed about the second movie and that he knows he screwed up. But at the same time, the fact that he wants to make a third one, it feels like he hasn't learned his lesson, you know? So that's where I kind of tie it back into the whole, like, different thing, too. Where, like, if he really does make a third one, I hope he makes it very different. I hope he moves away from, like, the stuff in the second one, and he tries to go back to, like, the first one. I hope he makes it, like, more grounded. I hope he brings Will Smith back, you know, as dumb as it sounds. Just explain that you thought he was dead because he never found his body. Just, just something... But just please either don't make a third one or if you do, at least try to like steer it back towards the first one is all I would say. Because yeah, that third one where it was all about like the next generation and I don't know, it was just so ridiculous. It, just, it was so bad, you know, so I don't know. I have no faith in this, honestly, and hopefully the movie never gets made. Hopefully people ignore this director and just say no. You had your chance. But, you know, if you want to read about the article yourself, feel free to. Link in the description below. Don't really know what else to say, so let's move on. Alrighty, moving on to TV news. I had a bit of trouble looking for a story that doesn't have a spoiler in the title. 
Uh, basically, it has to do with Stranger Things. And in case, you know, I don't want to spoil it for some people in case they haven't seen like the new trailer or whatever. So it took a bit of time to find a, one, a story that doesn't focus on the big reveal. But, you know, as the title of the article states, Stranger Things Season 4 trailer reveals Game of Thrones actor casting. So while it is a story in and of itself, you know, that... They show this Game of Thrones guy as a character. Uh, basically, like I said, I'm trying to focus this more on people who are cut up on uh, Stranger Things. So if you're not cut up, I would say skip the segment, you know, look at the timestamps. Uh, like I said, the reason I, I want to talk about the reveal, but I didn't want to have it as a spoiler in the docket. So basically, you know, if you care about Stranger Things and you don't want to be spoiled because you haven't watched the trailer yet, please skip it. I'm going to give you a moment. And, you know, when I come back right now, you know, I'm going to talk about the reveal and, you know, why I was trying to not spoil it. So three, two, one. Okay, so basically, you know, what the reveal shows for anyone who's seen it is that apparently Hopper is alive. I don't know why they decided to reveal it so soon. You think it's something they would have wanted to save. But yeah, for whatever reason, if you watch the trailer... Uh, basically, it shows that uh, it takes place in Russia. That's where the Game of Thrones actor comes in. He's playing like the part of a guard. And we see like these guys doing hard labor in the snow. Uh, I forget what they're doing, but they're all chained up. And basically, you know, you saw these guys, they're doing work. And then out of nowhere, this guy takes his hat off and we see that it's Hopper. And, you know, apparently he did survive from season three. And so like I said, you know, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, it's interesting, I guess. Um, you didn't really want to spoil it for people who, you know, haven't seen the trailer or whatever. Or maybe people who aren't cut up with the show. But yeah, it is weird that they decided to reveal this so soon, you know? You think they would have wanted to, like, to save it. But then again, I mean, I guess it is like a pretty big deal. I mean, I guess it would have been kind of weird if, like, literally, like, in the first episode, they just reveal he's alive. I don't know. Maybe they just felt it's a good marketing thing. Maybe a lot of people are watching the show for him. And so they feel like if they didn't reveal he's alive, maybe people won't be interested, you know? So it seems like the fourth season is going to be very different with like, you know, people having moved away and Hopper being a prisoner, that sort of thing. But regardless, you know, that's basically the story I wanted to cover. I just wanted to say that I think it's weird that they revealed Hopper's alive so quickly, but I don't know. I mean, I guess they have their reasons for it. And yeah, only that, not only that, but yeah, apparently there's this Game of Thrones out actor that's going to play a Russian guard. So it seems like a big part of the story will take place in Russia. And I guess it'll have to do with Hopper, I guess, escaping, you know? And I've seen some theories that maybe Hopper will have powers this time around uh, due to being so close to like the system thing when it exploded or maybe because like the Russians experimented on him, that sort of thing. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the show goes. I mean, even though the show has gotten kind of weird along the way, so far it is still, I would say it's still enjoyable and still interesting. So we'll just have to wait and see, you know, if season four is any good or not. So yeah, just want to show that really quick. So there you go. Alrighty, guys, finally, moving on to my last news story. Uh, this is just such a weird one, but I just wanted to share it because I think it's funny how Japan is so into stage plays, you know? Uh, as the title of the article states, Batman Ninja Stage Play will run in Tokyo from October to December. So that's kind of the whole news story, but I just thought it was interesting. Uh, if anyone's ever been on my channel, I did a review on Batman Ninja. Basically, it was like this anime film that honestly I didn't like. I thought it was just very silly because instead of it being like made this cool alternate universe where Batman exists like as a ninja and he fights like, you know, like other, let's say warlords that are like 
themed after like Gotham villains. Instead, like, it's like this weird story where someone builds a time machine and Batman and all his like Batman family and all the villains, they end up in feudal Japan. But for whatever reason, everyone's really smart and they remembered how to like bring technology like with them. So every villain has like guns and future tech and max for some reason and there's a part where where batman uses magic like literal like naruto magic to like turn bats and monkeys into like a big spirit form of it's just stupid i'm sorry i'm not even gonna finish the sentence it's just stupid i didn't enjoy it i thought it was dumb i felt like the characters were all over the place i felt like the story was all over the place like i said i think it would have just been better if it was an alternate universe where there was a ninja that just happened to model himself after Batman. But instead, no, it was a stupid time travel story where everyone goes to the past. It was stupid. Uh, be, no, that aside, though, yeah, for whatever reason, there's going to be a Batman ninja stage play. And I just find that really interesting because I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. Like, I feel like a big part of the movie, you know, whether I liked it or not, I got to admit, a lot of it was about, like, fight scenes and choreography and big set pieces with, like, the mechs fighting each other and, like, that sort of thing. So if they're going to do a stage play, like, what can they really do? You know, like they can't like have all the epic fights and stuff, I'm guessing. So I find it weird, you know, but yeah, I just want to share that because, you know, anyone who's been on my channel, they might remember my review of Batman Ninja and how I thought the movie was really dumb. And just hearing there's going to be a stage play sounds interesting. And I really would like to see what they do with it because it just sounds so crazy you know and like i said i just think it's funny how you know japan is just so obsessed with stage plays of everything so yeah link in the description below you guys are free to check it out i mean it has the story it has like a little preview video thing of the batman ninja movie if you've never like seen it seen anything about it so you know there you go feel free to check it out and that's it i guess let's move on Alrighty guys, with that being said, that brings us to the end of another news week. Hopefully you guys found something that was, you know, entertaining, interesting, informative, that sort of thing. And yeah, you know, I thought that it was a pretty good week. I thought that we had quite a varied amount of news stories. So, I mean, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And uh, moving on to the content creator spotlight, I will admit that I don't actually have one because I want to do something a little bit different instead. Uh, if you guys go check out the Cuphead giveaway video that i did from like a few days ago the one that says and the winner is uh i guess what i want to do instead of you know kind of giving a shout out to a different content creator i was gonna say that i thought it would be nice if you guys maybe looked at the people that were a part of that video you know people who like were, were a part of it and i would say maybe to check them out you know uh like not all of them are content creators like the winner teeny leaf not a content creator uh, that I know of, you know, like cool kid, 95, 19. I don't think he's a content creator either, you know. But, you know, if they're not a content creator, maybe just check them out on, like, social media and follow them. Just, you know, check out, you know, what they've been up to, you know, say hi to them, I guess, that sort of thing. Give them a follow. That's all I would really suggest. You know, I still feel like they do deserve some love. And for people who are content creators, you know, such as uh, Slim from the Galactic Happy Hour, uh, Elf from Kaiju Shorts, uh, Movie Massacre, you know, people like that, I would say, you know, check them out. And as with the usual content creators, you know, follow them, give them some likes, some comments, some subscribes, that sort of thing, and show them some love. So, yeah, it's a little bit different this week. You know, instead of pointing out a specific person, I would say just go look at the video, look at who I talk about, 
and, you know, show those people some love is what I guess I'm trying to say. So a little bit different, but you know, since these people did support me and they did bother to enter the contest and stuff, I just kind of wanted to give a little bit back and, you know, check out their channel or just follow them on social media, you know, say hi. I think that'd be really nice. So yeah, guys, I'd appreciate if you guys would check them out. And if you do, as always, you know, show them some love. And if you do, tell them that want to be your viewers at you. So there you go. Alrighty, guys, and with that being said, that brings us to the end of another podcast. That is one more in the bag. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. You know, I feel like it was. It was about an average podcast. It wasn't too long. wasn't too short. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, there's something you guys got out of it. Whether it was, you know, the news stories, me talking about anime, the Sonic movie, that sort of thing. So, you know, hopefully, you guys had a good time. And yeah, when it comes to the state of my channel, not really sure what to say. I had said I might do a review of the Sonic movie, but I've just been super busy with life and work, and I don't see myself doing a review anytime soon. Uh, luckily, you know, I've talked about going on a hiatus. I don't think it's going to happen quite yet. I was going to say maybe one more week, because I am going to attend this thing called the Matsuri Festival. If anyone remembers, I did it last year, and I posted a video for it. And I'm hoping to maybe post a video this week of my experiences at the Matsuri Festival. It'll be like a vlog-style thing. But yeah, maybe after that, and maybe after podcast number 69, because like, there's no way I'm going to miss out on 69. Ah, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, maybe after episode 69... I'm going to try to have a guest, and then maybe maybe after that, I'm going to take my hiatus, you know? That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, you know, for anyone who's following me, you know, I do apologize for not really putting out the content. Like I said, I've just been super busy, not really feeling it, that sort of thing. But at least the good news is, I feel like I'm getting close to where I think I'm going to start the hiatus. I have had some ideas for stuff that I want to work on while I'm away. Like, I have been brainstorming a little bit. You know, I was telling Slim about it. And, like, Terrific, for instance. I've been talking to them. And, yeah, you know, I'm... Luckily, I'm not... Like I said, I'm not feeling depressed. I'm not feeling down. Well, I'm feeling down on content. I'm not feeling down on trying out new things, you know? So, hopefully, once I start the hiatus, hopefully, I start working on things. Because I do have some ideas of how I might, like, re-workshop the channel, you know? So, I am excited to maybe get to that you know but until then you know like i said guys thank you for supporting me thank you for being patient that i'm not really putting out content and i'm like kind of going through a thing i've seen lots of really kind words so thank you and i guess the only other thing i would really say is that while i'm on my hiatus i will probably try to stream more so maybe keep an eye out for that you know uh like i know for sure when animal crossing hits i'm gonna stream that you know i'm super excited and you know maybe i'll take some time to stream more try to make affiliate over on Twitch. And yeah, besides that, guys, like I said, thank you for being patient. Expect content sometime in the future. I am trying to workshop some things and expect some streaming. That's definitely something I want to work on while I'm away from the channel, you know? Uh, with that being said, though, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will try my hardest to be back here next week for episode 69. Like I said, I'm gonna see about having a guest. And with that being said, have a good week, guys. My name is Anwan, I'll be your viewer, and I will see you guys next time.